Faith, Hope and Love, episode 124, the 32nd Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. A very special commemoration occurs this weekend, Remembrance Day. And it is 100 years since World War I officially ended. It marks the date where we now recall the ultimate sacrifice given by so many people in time of war. This weekend in the scriptures we come across two different types of behaviour. The scribes openly seek power and the honour that goes with it and the exploitation that gains it. Whilst the widow in the first reading and the widow in the gospel are generous and giving. One group takes while the other group gives without counting the cost. Are we takers or givers? Generosity is a tricky thing in a culture defined by independence. We are tempted to focus on our responsibility of taking care of our own needs and desires. Whilst we may not match the confidence and complete selflessness of the widow's trust in God, we can certainly keep growing in our desire to give much more than we take. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Let my prayer come into your presence. Incline your ear to my cry for help, O Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone as we come together for this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. We gather as brothers and sisters, united in Christ, one big family of God. So, to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you were lifted up to draw all people to yourself. Lord, have mercy. You shouldered the cross to bear our suffering and sinfulness. Christ have mercy. You open for your people the way from death into life. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good Father, 
and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity, so that, unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. Chapter 17, verses 10 to 16 Elijah the prophet set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks, so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. The Word of the Lord Praise the Lord, my soul. It is the Lord who keeps faith for ever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is he who gives bread to the hungry, the Lord who sets prisoners free. It is the Lord who gives sight to the blind, who raises up those who are bowed down. It is the Lord who loves the just, the Lord who protects the stranger. The Lord upholds the widow and orphan, but thwarts the path of the wicked. The Lord will reign for ever, Zion's God from age to age. Praise the Lord, my soul. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 9, 
verses 24 to 28. Christ did not enter a sanctuary made by human hands, a mere copy of the true one, but he entered into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself again and again, as the high priest enters the holy place year after year with blood that is not his own, for then he would have to suffer again and again since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the age to remove sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for human beings to die once, and after that comes the judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Happy the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus was teaching in the temple, and a large crowd was listening to him. He said, Beware of the scribes, who like to walk around in long robes, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd, putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord There are a couple of lines that pinpoint the issue in the Gospel. Beware of the scribes. They devour the houses of widows and, as a pretext, recite lengthy prayers. And this poor widow, from her poverty, has contributed all she had. Things are clearly not always as they appear. The scribes were offering long and complex prayers but according to our Lord, the purpose of their prayers was not really to praise God or to exercise God's values of justice, charity or mercy, but as a disguise in order that they might gobble up other people's wealth. This is really tragic and shocking. 
Our Lord points out the poor widow's offering for his disciples' consideration, commending her because her small offering was actually an act of profound generosity, giving from her livelihood rather than her surplus. To give from our livelihood is not only an act of generosity, but it's also a profound act of trust in God. We can only give from our need if we trust that God will provide for us, or if we identify with other people's needs as interconnected with our own destiny. For they too are brothers and sisters. Jesus himself demonstrates the ultimate example of this complete generosity and commitment as he gives us everything and sacrifices all to save us, even his life given for us on the cross. Our Lord recognises the absolute faith and commitment shown by this poor widow as compared with others. It's a real eye-opener. The people who are most consistent with the values and actions of Jesus' good news are not always the ones most noticeable. And the ones who are giving the most, in terms of total dedication to Jesus' values, are not the ones most visible. It is possible to be appearing to be doing enough and giving enough, but only God sees straight into the human heart and truly knows what we are capable of. God knows the circumstances of each of our lives and rejoices in all that is done with what we have irrespective of how much it amounts to in quantity by comparison with others. Jesus sits watching as many people come by and donate to the temple treasury. He's just sitting quietly and watching what's happening. To the people of Israel, donating to the temple treasury was considered to be giving donation to God. Jesus sees what everyone else is seeing or more precisely, anyone could notice what Jesus saw if they were really looking. But only our Lord sees what is really happening. There's a surprising contrast in this incident. There are those whose lives are publicly dedicated to serving God, but in actual fact they are not entirely committed to God. In essence, despite their very grand show, they're holding a lot back. They have a lot of money and worldly possessions, and they're giving generously of that, but our Lord perceives rightly that they're only giving from their excess, from what they can well spare to give, while still having plenty more. They keep a lot more for themselves. They're not completely dedicated to the cause. They're saving most of their possessions for themselves, or for a rainy day. But how much does one need for a rainy day? That's like asking how long is a piece of string? So they keep most of what they have for themselves and refuse to use it for the good of others. They trust in their own resources and not God's providence and they put their potential future needs before any present and real actual needs of those around them if they bothered to notice them at all. And then there's this poor widow who is in actual need, here and now, and has very little to live on. But she is totally committed to God's vision. She has invested and trusted in God's kingdom completely, and is willing to invest her last penny in God's kingdom. If everyone did that, there would be no more poverty, 
no one going without the basics of life, while others hoard more than their fair share for a rainy day that may never arrive. Jesus is not teaching us to be reckless or irresponsible, but he is inviting us to commit ourselves totally to his vision of the kingdom. We are again invited to look beyond appearances, not to judge by outward appearances, as the world so often falls into the trap, to not hold back our gifts, talents and generosity. And we need to get rid of measuring the value of things in terms of quantity, and focused more on quality. Again we realise from this Gospel not to judge by earthly standards and to give from the heart and realise that everyone may be giving as much as they can even if it may not look like a lot in comparison with others. We cannot see into others' hearts and minds and all of us individually are called to respond in trust with generosity and above all with love, to give a hundred percent to the values and person of Christ. Also, the other beautiful thing is, Jesus really cares, and he invites us to have this attitude too. Jesus notices the people around him, and the meaning of their actions. He sees, and he sees beyond mere appearances, seeing what is real. Jesus not only notices this unobtrusive and humble lady, but he also notices that this lady has given everything she had and was, surprisingly to everyone else, actually the most generous person to have donated that day. Meanwhile, almost everyone else didn't realise the profound generosity of this one humble lady but also the injustice of a system that doesn't care about the needs of people like her, nor do anything practical to help. If this system was working according to God's desire, that money that she put in and others put in would have been contributing to the needs of people precisely like her. And meanwhile, people probably didn't even notice her at all. But our Lord did. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The widow in the temple showed her generosity and love by contributing everything she possessed. In faith, we place our prayers before God. That the Church and all who administer it will use wisely the resources given to them. Lord, hear us. That those responsible for finance and the economy in our government will see the need for just and equitable distribution of wealth. 
Lord, hear us. That those who suffer poverty, unemployment or homelessness will find compassionate assistance from our faith community. Lord, hear us. That anyone who suffers discrimination because of race, sex or belief may be encouraged by the witness of Jesus. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. We pray, particularly in this month of November, for those who have died, that the Lord will raise them up to everlasting life and give comfort to those who mourn them, particularly those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Loving God, in your generosity, we humbly ask you to hear our prayers that we offer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Look with favour, we pray, O Lord, upon the sacrificial gifts offered here, that celebrating in mystery the passion of your Son, we may honour it with loving devotion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself that a people formed as one by the unity of the Trinity made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the church. And so in company with the choirs of angels we praise you and with joy we proclaim Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts heaven and earth are full of your glory Hosanna in the highest Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. 
The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters he leads me. Let us pray. Nourished by this sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy that by the pouring forth of your Spirit the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Sunday the 11th of November 2018 marks the 100th anniversary of the Armistice which ended the First World War 1914 to 1918. 100 years ago, on the 11th of November 1918, the guns of the Western Front fell silent after four years of continuous warfare. The Australian Corps had been at the forefront of the Allied advance to victory. The victory had come at a heavy cost. In four years of war, more than 330,000 Australians had served overseas and more than 60,000 of them had died. The social effects of these losses cast a long shadow over the post-war decades and generations to come. World War I alone, the civilian casualties and military casualties were around 40 million people. There were 20 million deaths and 21 million wounded. The total number of deaths include 9.7 million military personnel and 10 million civilians. Each year on this day, Australians observe one minute silence at 11am in memory of those who died or suffered in all wars and armed conflicts. We pause to hear the ode and then the last post followed by one minute of silence and concluded by the rouse. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them.
Lest we forget. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.